0: What's up, everybody? Thanks again for joining me for another edition of March 4th with Mike Bauman. I, of course, am your host, Mike Bauman. Whoever you are, wherever you are listening from, thank you so much for checking out the podcast. If you're a returning listener, I greatly appreciate the continued love and support. And if you're a brand new listener, thank you so much for hopping aboard the pirate ship. We're happy to have you. And speaking of happy, happy New Year to everybody listening to this, man. 2021, we made it, baby. We're here. Live and direct. It's 2021. It feels so good to say it out loud, man. 2020s in the past. It's done, so it's gone. Sayonara. Wave a goodbye. Any negative energy or you know bad things, either in your personal life or just with what happened globally with the coronavirus and everything else that happened in 2020. Just just leave all that negativity behind and turn that negativity into positivity going into 2021, man. It's a brand new year. It's a clean slate full 12 months to do with it what you choose. And my ask of everybody listening to this show is something that I say at the end of every show as a tribute to my grant, which is keep the faith and be kind to one another. Turn those negatives into positives, man. You know, whatever it is that you want to do in 2021, write those goals down. Don't just think about them. Don't just talk about them. Write them down, man. There's something about putting pen to paper that just makes it real and it makes it happen and you hold yourself accountable to it. Set those goals Reach high, aim high, dream big, man. You know, life is short, so we got to do what we can with the time that we have, and uh, that's what I'm trying to do, man. I'm not perfect. Neither are any of you. I battle through anxiety, OCD tendencies, irrational fears, but I'm here. I'm trying to do this consistently because I love doing it, and I appreciate everybody who's rolling with me, man. So thank you so, so, so much. And speaking of time and being generous with our time and being giving of our time, You know, at the end of the day, man, not to get too cheesy or too like drippy, but you know, when you really think about it, man, at the end of the day, all we really have are the people and the things that we care about that are the most important to us and our time. Those are really like the two resources that we all have, right? And uh, it doesn't matter, you know, how much money you make, what you do for a living, where you live, you know, where you're from. Those are really the the two common denominators, I think, for every single human being on this planet, right? And in terms of coronavirus being a leveling, awful thing for for the entire globe, you know, that's something that I've really thought about going into 2021, man, it's really just making the most of my time and letting the people who I love know that I love them, keeping in touch with friends, keeping in touch with family, and just being wise about how I spend my time, so... That being said, as it relates to this podcast, any guests that I have, man, I am super appreciative that they are kind enough to take their time to do my show, especially as one of the little guys out here. And I probably shouldn't say that about myself. Like, what are the little guys? Like, I don't mean it to be self-deprecating, but there are a lot of podcasts out there, you know, nowadays. And even though I started this back in 2012, I mean... It's almost a decade later now, and and I, I got back into it more consistently in twenty twenty. That was one of the goals that I set for myself, and you know, coming back into it, man, like there's so many podcasts now, and there's so many great podcasts. So, any time that anybody takes their time, you know, with me on this show, I greatly appreciate it, man. It's 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 not lost on me. It doesn't matter, you know, if it's an independent artist, if it's an artist that's been around for a long time you know, or even if it's somebody who's outside of the music industry, because there are a lot of music guests on this show, I, I'm just truly appreciative of it because those are really you know, it's it's one of the two things that I really think we all have in common as people. Who you love and how you spend your time. So if somebody decides to spend a little bit of theirs with me, especially when they're busy, it's it's truly, truly appreciated. And the guy that spent his time with me for this particular episode is somebody who I've had a lot of respect for and admired his musicianship from a distance for over two decades now. And, you know, kind of, you know, even more importantly, I've I've admired the way he's battled through his struggles and turned his negatives into positives. That guest is none other than Clint Lowry, guitarist of Seven Dust, one half of the guitarists in Seven Dust. Him and John Connolly, man, I have admired their synergy as guitar players literally since I was 11 years old. I can't remember if Waffle or denial was the first 7 dust song that i heard man but it was either waffle denial or black but i i just remember i was hooked when i was 11 years old you know that was the height of trl on mtv and there used to be like music blocks where they'd play rap videos they'd play you know rock and metal music videos they would play pop music videos and dude i just i just remember hearing 7 dust and being like whoa when i was when i was a kid man and i've i've been hooked ever since and you know, when I was recording this, I was like, man, I don't wanna come off as too much of a fanboy either in my conversation with Clint or in the intro or close of this show. But I'm just gonna be real with all with y'all, man. Like I, I'm geeked out about this. I, I'm excited about every episode, but uh you know, this is one of those things that uh you know, you hope it happens. You you hope that you put yourself in a position where you're fortunate enough to to talk, you know, with somebody who you have a lot of respect for from a distance, and uh, like I said, the fact that this dude took the time out of his busy schedule to to do this podcast is really humbling. I don't want to give too much away, uh, but for those of you who aren't familiar, Clint is most well known as, like I said, one half of the guitar duo of Seven Dust. But in addition to that, he's released a lot of music. Over the years, from his acoustic, uh, mostly acoustic project, Hello Demons Meet Skeletons, to Call Me No One, to Dark New Day, he spent some time playing with Seether, and just in 2020, it was the first time he released a full album under his own name, Clint Lowry, with God Bless the Renegades, which came out literally almost a year ago, Uh, and it was January 2020, I think it was towards the tail end of January, that God Bless the Renegades came out. And then six months later, six months later in June of 2020, he released a, a surprise EP called "Grief and Distance," which um, you know he released uh, unfortunately after the, the the passing of his mother. But uh, that was kind of like a tribute to her, from what I understand. And, and that was also an awesome EP. And then Seven Dust released their 13th studio album, "Blood and Stone," in October of 2020. And then a month later, Morgan Rose, the drummer of Seven Dust, released his debut EP called Controlled Chaos in November of 2020, which Clint was also a part of that. And then in addition to all that those musical releases in 2020, Clint has also been active on social media, connecting with fans and doing these uh sessions where he basically takes them behind the scenes on how he puts together songs and records music and is recording music with people who want to get you know more of the scoop on how he comes up with these songs man and then his songwriting process so you know he's been a, a busy guy and um a productive dude and like I said I don't want to give too much away about his story but he has been sober for over a decade now we get into that a little bit so it was just really cool to to catch up with him and, uh, you know, finally get a chance to, to talk to somebody who I, like I said, from a distance, have a ton of respect for. And so uh, without further ado, I'm going to shut my big yapper and give you guys my conversation with Clint Lowry. Here it is. Clint, what's going on, man? How are you?
1: I'm good, man. I'm good. Thank you.
0: Well, thank you, uh, first just for for taking the time today, man. I know I know you're a busy guy and you got a lot going on. Um, and thanks again to Kevin for setting this up, but I guess just to just to kick this bad boy off, we're we're about two weeks left in the end of the year here, man. Uh how how are you and, and uh your family and the Seven Dust family just with, with twenty twenty and the crazy ride it's been, man. Are you you ready to get to the finish line like me and just get into twenty twenty one or
1: yeah man 100 percent. i mean it's it's been a crazy year for every single body which is what's unique about this whole year is everyone's been in the same boat in a lot of ways some people have thrived throughout and found a, a new design for living some people have really struggled um me personally man uh having time with my family has been the biggest gift i've been on tour since i was 18 years old i'm 49 tomorrow um so I welcome the time at home, because um, what's important to me now, uh, this stage in life, is family. But the, I miss my tour family too. So, um, it's taught me a lot, man. But my family's good. I I feel good mentally and physically, and I, I'm excited to, like you said, just get these last two weeks over with and move into the next next process.
0: Yeah, man. You know, it was crazy as I was thinking before doing this with you today. And uh, the last live show that I went to was actually when you were on tour with uh, with Alter Bridge and you guys came through in Nashville. I live right outside of Nashville and you guys were at uh, War Memorial like last February. Yeah. Um, And it was cool, man, because that show um, there I felt like for you. Uh, and let me know if I'm wrong, but just just watching your set before altar bridge came on there were a couple of moments where it seemed like you were really taking it all in just the crowd and I think you said your wife was there and Morgan was there and you were like guys like thank you so much like I'm trying to do this this front man thing and you know <laughs> as somebody who's followed the band for I'm 32 now and and uh, I started listening to you guys when I was like 11 years old uh, and having the privilege to cover music all these years and stuff it was just it was really cool because on one end I'm like I'm like, this is Clint Lowry, man. Like, you know, this, this dude's put all, all kinds of stuff over the years, but there, it seemed like for you, there was a lot of like uh, humility in that moment that people have been on this ride with you for so long. Is that, was that kind of the case? If, if you remember that show and just, and just being on that tour before obviously everything happened.
1: Yeah. I I remember pretty much that entire tour day to day, but that Nashville show was very special because that was really the first one on land. <laughs> We did like a ship rock thing before, but that was really the first show. And Nashville has just got like that energy to it. A lot of artists, a lot of creatives in the audience, uh, people in the industry in general, uh, mixed with my family and really close friends and that support system. And then having Ultra bridge, that whole support and, and being able to get up there and do it. And it was truly an emotional thing, man. Um, I learned I have so much respect for singers that people that are addressing a crowd on a nightly basis and then connecting with them in a very genuine way. I can't do the David Lee Roth thing like I'm not (laughs) going to be that guy ever. But what I can do is just be myself. And I I was really in that that whole moment. Just I I was soaking it in because I never I didn't know what was on the horizon in terms of the pandemic. But I was I knew it was going to be a short run regardless. So I just, every night I really tried to maximize the experience and uh, let people know how much I was happy to be there, you know?
0: Yeah, man, that was a, that was an awesome show. Um, I'm hoping that, uh, th- there was somebody else that I had on the show recently and and they were talking about how, you know, when, when stuff comes back, they think it's going to be just bigger for everybody because people are just going to be both the artists themselves and fans are just going to be jonesing for like that live music fix that the the shows will just be, Incredible,
1: you know. You know my take on it. I, I, these things never really. I I have a certain set of expectations, and you would think on paper that everyone they're just going to open these floodgates, and everyone's going to rush, and we're all in the same room again. I I think it's going to be gradual. I think there's going to be spottier, still socially distanced events, and they're kind of looser as time goes and. It'll get back to where it was, but if they did all of a sudden just get on the news and are like, "Okay, everything is a hoax. <laughs> Go back <laughs> to your life the way it was." I still think people will be like, uh, "Like coming out of a a, a cavern and like, okay, yeah." <laughs> so like to that that type of connection and stuff, I'm excited, and I think you're right. A lot of, I know the enthusiasm level for uh, bands is going to be reignited. And that's, you know, you won't have that jaded feel from anybody. They're going to be like, remember when this was completely removed from our lives, you know? Yeah. It'll be cool. I think there'll be a sense of gratitude from the artist and the audience. Yeah. And for you
0: speaking of gratitude, man, and connecting with people just on social media, um, you know, obviously you're doing these, not only these Zoom sessions like this for podcasts and thanks again for taking the time, but also recently doing, zoom sessions with uh with people who want to get more into your recording process and your songwriting process and and i noticed uh you know you you post a lot about gratitude and your stories and things like that and and you know to give you a little quick background about me in this podcast so you know having the ability to cover music for for a number of years and now kind of getting back into it when i relaunched this bad boy i the whole meaning behind the name march 4th is like perseverance and moving forward and so you were always somebody that not only had a rock, a lot of respect for as a musician but also just what you've been through in your own life what 7 dust has been through as a band like if there's any band or artists that have gone through like the heavyweight bouts it's it's been you guys and uh in your own words you've said before like I've not had one rock bottom I've had several rock bottoms but here you are excuse me here you are as a as a guy towards the end of 2020 uh who's connecting with people who's still putting out music so I guess kind of my question is just, um, you know, as somebody who's kind of been through the ringer and and lived to tell the tale and come out on the other side with sobriety and everything and being a family man, like what kind of advice do you have, man, just for people who maybe are, you know, dealing with their own personal demons right now, whether it's substance abuse or just people who, you know, through forced isolation, maybe there's things about their personality and stuff that's coming to light. Like, oh man, I got to deal with this.
1: Yeah. Man, that's all heavy. You got my mind going a million different directions right now, man, in a good way. Uh, So as far as, like, my – I can only share my experience and my emotions about certain things. And um, for me, there was was this thing that I like to call gift of desperation. And what that means to me is that I had ruined and closed every door – through my alcoholism, my relationships were severed, my my employment was cut off, uh lost a lot of different things. And all of those bottoms, everything kinda of pushed me into a like I said, the gift of desperation. Pain. Pain was my biggest motivator. I don't really necessarily think it's required to go through as much pain as I did. But it, for me, it was when I was able to wa- wave that white flag, like, I, okay, I know that my best thinking is going to get me in jails, institutions, and or death. That's my best, my best approach. So it was about rem- removing myself, pulling in some help from other people, pulling in a connection with my higher power, and uh, and just trying to do something different you know so i think if you are struggling in any way and with it, it with alcoholism drug addiction or just mental you know depression or any of those things i just think it's one of those things that you really just have to take a look at the situation and, and understand that that it, it's going to take something outside of yourself to get to get to a better place um, and it's a moment to moment thing, a day at a time that, that old cliche, just to take it's a day at a time. I don't have to say, okay, I'm completely, I'm never going to drink another drink in my life. I don't have to do that. My brain can't wrap my, I can't wrap my mind around that. It's too much. Like people are like, what, do, what if my, my daughter is out on her wedding day and there's a toast that I, mean, I, I, I think like that. Like, so I just try to stay in the, and try to do the next right thing ahead of me right now. And just take it that simple, just the next right thing. And then after that, try to do the next and the right thing. And that could be an encounter with someone, be, you know, if someone's rude to me, I try to not, you know, i not, I try to just, just those small things, open the door for someone or, yeah, you know, just little things, charity, helping, you know, being a service to other people. And those things, they eventually start changing the way that your mind works, you know, if you, if you practice those things. But it's, it's a lot harder than it is to, you say it, but you got to do it. And it's, it's difficult sometimes.
0: Yeah. And I appreciate you sharing that, man. And again, I know, I know our time is limited, so I wasn't trying to, you know, put you in the hot seat, like no, you know, I don't pre- know pre- preacher Clint, man, get up on the pulpit and tell people what's up. I
1: I by no means mean to stand on a pedestal about it. I I've been very humble by uh, in recovery. I have no problem talking about it. I'm very passionate about it because some, a lot of people help me. And I always feel like that my debt to them and the fellowship is just the kind of, Hey man, if you're struggling, you know, there's other people out there doing it and they can help each other. And that's what we do it, man. We help each other.
0: Yeah, man. It's it, like I said, it's been really cool to see from, from a distance. And and one of the central reasons I wanted to get you on the show, because I think, I think you're aware of just the respect that you guys have as musicians amongst your peers, uh certainly, you can hear seven dust influence in a lot of the music that exists today but um you know at the end of the day we're all human and I think that connection that you guys have with your seven dust family um and again, you know in an industry that um you know obviously i don't i'm not a touring musician like yourself, but um to be on the road like that, it's not as glamorous as people always make it out to be and so for you to to still be here today man it's it's uh it's it's really cool, and I think it's cool that you're you're given back in the ways that you are, man.
1: thank you very much, man. touring is definitely it's tough, you know, and it sounds people people hear musicians say that all the time, but you gotta really break it down to the fact that you are living in this metal tube, you're going down the road, you're peeing and pooping and you know <laughs> bumping into each other, and you're like and the older you get, the more you know set to your ways you are and, you know, more honor you get. So it's, it's not always, you know, we're parked beside dumpsters and we smell people throwing beer cans out of the clothes when we're pulling I mean, it's not like, you know, I mean, there's a lot of amazing things, but it, it can be raw too, you know?
0: Yeah, dude, I'm OCD. I don't know how long I
1: <laughs> I don't know how long I could last. I got a lot of OCD tendencies. Me too, man. I'm constantly cleaning the bus, constantly putting things in symmetrical order. You know, it's it's funny.
0: Yeah, man. Well, before I let you go, uh, I know we got some a little bit of time left and I want to be respectful of your time. And thanks again so much, dude, for, for doing this. But, you know, in terms of the sound and the growth of the band, there, there's a couple of things I was thinking about today talking to you too, which is, I was like, you know, I think the the first record came out in what, 97. The yeah. first Seven Dust album. And yeah. I was thinking with with the releases that you came out with this year under under your own name, uh, you know, Morgan's uh EP which I just listened to this morning which was incredible. It was had like a real ethereal kind of atmospheric introspective vibe. There was some harmonies on there that it was like Kind of like I hate making comparisons, but it was like Alice and Chainsy kind of harmonies for a couple of the songs. And I was yeah. like, wow, this is like it was so cool to hear Morgan do his thing. But I was like, I was like, I don't know if Clint's aware that like he's basically had like if you had a Dark New Day, your stuff, Seven Dust, Hello Demons meet Skeletons. I think there's been basically an album for every year that you've been doing this, man. Like I think in 23 years you've, you've had probably like 22, 23 releases. <laughs> is that crazy to hear that?
1: yeah well when you put it like that i'd never really thought about it i never i, I it doesn't seem like that but it is, you're right it is that's that's it's funny it's, it sounds a lot busier than it is i mean there's a lot of t- idle time in between those you know but um i guess it's just relative to what your what your threshold is but i i don't feel like i've been super busy but when you put it like that damn, it, damn, it's it's cool you know i what else do we have besides the music that we leave behind as artists or anyone that creates anything? It's, it's content. And, you know, some of it isn't going to be great. Some, some, there'll be those little moments where it's like, Oh, that's, I did something, you know, I connected with somebody. That's the goal.
0: Well, to take it back real quick, one thing that I, that I wanted to ask you was I think your guys' sound, you know, kind of taken. Again, I hate making comparisons, but just for the sake of the music, right? Like, I feel like you guys took sort of like that groove metal kind of that bump in that ban- Pantera had, and, and you mixed it with uh, LJ's sort of soulful, melodic, you know, what he does, and then all of you guys, you know, John and Morgan and yourself uh, singing. Um, I wanted to ask you, you know, you know that that tone that you guys have, especially the the synergy that you and you and John have playing the guitar, man, like. You know, there's a lot of drop C, drop D's, but you guys, I feel like you have that specific tuning. How how did you guys come upon that? Like, was that something that already existed when you when you joined up those guys back when it was Crawl Space, or was that something that you developed after just jamming to e- with each other when the band first started? Because I feel like it's definitely a signature sound that you guys really you know have taken.
1: I mean, dude, you nailed it. And that was exactly it. It was Pantera's groove. Cause I love, you know, there was the Slayers and the Megadeths and Metallica's before, but and the thrash thing. But then when Pantera put on like, Oh, there's like a groove to this rhythm section and dime and Vinny. And that there was like a, like you said, like a, you know, I'm like, Oh, yeah. I love that. So we, they, they, seven had already in like, they were influenced by that already. And what I did when I came in was I'm like, first off, I want to bring melody to it. And I I looked at Lejean and I was friends with Lejean before and all the guys. But I had tried to connect with Lejean before because I always thought he was a star. And I'm like, I just love that he's like this R&B soulful background. I want to I want to write the music that's heavy, but still allows you to be pentatonic and soulful. And where he, I thought that was the most beautiful contrast, this heavy groove, percussive music with his yeah. I thought that like, that's it. That's the sound. And that's what makes this unique. And that we've held that together for so many years. I, I'm a huge R and B fan just as much probably, you know, as Lejon is. So I grew up on all that stuff. So I, but I love super heavy stuff. So it's like, to marry those it's like man it's awesome
0: yeah and, and to tie it to, to tie it all together with the, the 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 minutes we have left man like um into your releases now like i i really dug the uh the hello demons meet skeleton stuff i really felt like that was really cathartic in, in particular the uncomfortable silence ep like oh, wow. down man and i mean just it, it was i really felt like you just like I pictured you just in a basement, just like pouring all that out. Like it just, that's how it came out. And um, I feel like there was threads of kind of your solo stuff now with the the Choices EP that came out a few years ago, where it was more, it was under the the Hello Demons Meet Skeletons, but it had that electronic feel. Um, you know, what's it been like for you as a musician? You know, you mentioned having a signature sound with Seven Dust, but I feel like, you can hear it in, in a little bit of everything that you've done, obviously, because that's what you've been in for so long. But I feel like when I listen to John's stuff with Projected, when I listen to your stuff, the, the solo records that came out this year and even Morgan's stuff, there's there's definitely, you guys have taken it, I feel like, to more of an atmospheric level, you know, in each of your own individual releases and put your own kind of flavor on it. I mean, what's, what's that process been like to, you know, take the threads of what you did in 7Dust, but also bring in different elements and and um, have that own signature sound when it's just your name.
1: It's interesting because I feel like everyone that has done these side things. I first off, I think they're healthy. I think everyone deserves to be able to go and and I call it like these little spinoff shows. You know, it, yeah. we take our main ingredient and my records and my projects are things that I really enjoy doing, things that really make my heart sing. Same with John and, and with Morgan. we're all kind of in the same realm. So there's like similar threads and the sounds and the minor and major changes and things we all love as musicians. But um, I, I, doing all those things, actually, when we when we do these other creative outlets, when we do come back to Seven Dust, I, it, it teaches me. To, I I learn more about John every time he releases something. I'm like, oh, that's what he, that's his vibe. And I, I, and he, and he really makes these really incredible songs. So, and it's almost like this healthy competition where like, I try to like outdo one of his tracks. He does one (laughs) of, you know, and it's like a cool thing. It's like, we we have so much love for each other's work and stuff, but um, I, you know, with LeJean, I really want him to do a record and he's doing it and he's writing these really crazy, amazing songs it's gonna freak people out man but <laughs> I, I think it's good because we are were, we're secure with our band it's like letting each other go and do these things it's important and um and i learn a lot when i do it and it's very humbling because to hold down a vocal for a whole body of work is a lot harder than just singing a backup here and there or you know doing you know one lead line here or there like we do and seven to us to do a whole record. It's, it's a whole, a whole new thing, but we, we get better because of it. The more I write, the more projects, the better I feel as a writer. Um, I just feel like the second you stop doing it, the second you stop caring about it, this, then it starts being like, ah, uh, it sounds like you're phoning it in, you know?
0: Yeah. And, and I, I would imagine as a musician too, it's kind of like, uh, like, Personalities like you guys have always I felt like put put your heart in your lyrics with Seven Dust, but uh, you know, kind of peeling back the layers of the of the onion, so to speak, with you as a guitar player, I would imagine too. And not even that, but just like the piano elements and those vibes, you know.
1: Yeah. Oh man, I love all those things. And I'm I'm hard pressed to pick up a guitar. I'm like so enamored by the electrical side of things, but I know I always go back the guitar is always just like the thing. And it's like, I'll go to the electronic side and then when that makes me play guitar different because I want to simulate. I see these new artists really coming up with creative riffing and and crazy marriages of electronic and actual organic playing. And I think that's the future, man. I think just the person that thinks of something you never thought of might, like, I can't believe they did that. You <laughs> know, simple, but it changes the game, you know? And yeah. it's usually a younger person that does it.
0: Hey man, you never know. I think I think you still got a lot left in the tank. Well, the last thing I want to ask you, man, and thank you again so much for your time, Clint. I really yeah, appreciate man. you you stopping by and and, and coming out here and doing it with uh one, one of the little guys out here. Man, it's uh it's it's humbling and it's awesome. Um you guys have the the 20 year uh anniversary of animosity this year, which is an incredible album. Um that's coming up the live stream I think in a, in a couple of weeks at the beginning of January. I mean, How cool is it? uh, Like you said, uh, I mentioned earlier, you know, you basically put out 23 albums in 23 years. So I'm sure partly it's like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that was 20 years ago. But uh, to just be connecting with people and doing a live stream and especially with a record like that, that I think for a lot of people in the seven does catalog not to speak for people. But uh, I think that's an album that means a lot to a lot of people. Um, How excited are you for that? And just, uh, you know, 2021 in general, man.
1: Man, I, I love Animosity. I always have. Uh, it's not that the first self titled and home weren't a good anniversary record to play. It was cool to go back and nostalgic to go back and play, but I really, it's not that I was embarrassed, but that was very polemic. That was the beginning stages. So you're, the riffing is very primal and very what we thought was cool at the time. Animosity um, was a, a very developed record i i feel like it was a really when we really knew who, what it was we were as a band so to to re you know to play these songs again for people and and from front to back it really i i love it i'm excited about it um, especially this record I, I feel like we hit our stride and uh, animosity to me is going to be the funnest one to do so far of the anniversaries and it's funny because every two years, we'll, we're going to have these 20-year anniversaries. And then <laughs> by the time we finish that, it'll be like, okay, <laughs> now these, you know, it's a constant. I mean, not that we're going to, I mean, you know, let's be realistic. You know, we're, we're getting up there, man. But uh, I don't know. These, these anniversaries are a cool way to celebrate with people, man.
0: Yeah, man. Well, I appreciate you guys connecting, man, and everything that you're doing. And, uh, you know, let the people know I'll put up the links on the podcast description when this comes out. Um, yeah, in man. a couple of weeks, but, uh, let the people know where they can find you and what you got going on, man.
1: Oh man. I mean, you always the seven for any details for any of that, the, the live stream, of course, uh, to pick up tickets for that, Um, uh, all that stuff available there. Uh, ClintLowry.net If you want to go, uh, check out some of the virtual writing sessions or any of the music that I've done, uh, you know, please. Uh, the other guys have, have different outlets, please go check it out, support everybody. And thanks so much for all the seven to support, man. And and you've been a great, uh, I've, I've really enjoyed this with you, man. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah. Clint, thank you so much for your time, brother. Uh, from, from my family to yours and all the seven does family, I really wish you guys a safe and happy holidays. And just to, a killer 2021 man i know this has been this this year has been so crazy for a lot of people but i I think it's darkest before the dawn man so i hope everybody in your world uh does awesome in 2021 thank you so much for the time thank
1: you brother have a good blessed day
0: all righty-dighty there you have it that was my conversation with clint lowry Clint, thank you so much for taking the time, man. I greatly appreciate it. I know you're a busy guy. You got a lot going on. And so it was super humbling uh, for, for me to, to to have you be able to take the time to do the show, man. It was, it was awesome to catch up with you and much love to you and yours in 2021. And happy belated birthday, by the way. Uh, if you guys listen to that, Clint told me early on it was his birthday. And quick aside, man, quick aside. So I'm decent with the audio stuff you know but but I'm not like really really great with it so I got my little mixing board and my mic and I plug in the USB into my computer but what I do because I have a tendency to rant as you all are well aware if you listen to this show I have my headphones basically set so that I can hear myself through my soundboard. Cause I want to make sure that I don't eat the mic. Cause I'm always sensitive of, of not over modulating and like being like projecting too much and like, being like oh, you know, so I leave my, my headphones, they're plugged into my sound, uh, my little mixing board and, and they, I, I hear myself on my mic. I don't plug them into my computer. So then when I do interviews, uh, and, and have conversations for the show, the volume that I hear the guest is actually coming through my computer speakers. And like I said, I do it for the sole reason that I want to make sure I don't overmodulate, Right. So I thought I heard Clint at the beginning of it say that it was his birthday and I didn't have my volume. I wish I would have turned it up a little bit more before the interview. Um, but I was like, well, if he didn't say it and I say happy birthday, it's going to be weird. So Clint. If you hear this, man, happy belated birthday, brother. I appreciate the time and thanks again to Kevin from PFA for setting this up, man. I'm so appreciative. I, I, I I'm super grateful, dude. Like you you uh took the time to get back to me and um, you know took the time to to find time with Clint. So again, the fact that both of you guys uh gave me your time and your energy to do this show, it, it, it really means a lot to me, man. Just know that. I, I know there's a lot of these out there. There's a lot of radios and stations and podcasts and everything now. And so, you know, to be somebody out here just trying to do what I can and, and you know, you know, my corner of the world to, to have some type of ripple effect of positivity in somebody's day with these shows for, for both of y'all to take the time, I, I greatly appreciate it. So, for everybody listening, please go check out uh, Clint's socials. You can follow him on Instagram at Clint Lowry Official. You can follow Seven Dust on Instagram at Seven Dust Official. And I will make sure I put up the links to their music. And by the way, as of listening to this, you will be three days away from the live stream of Animosity, which Seven Dust will be playing in its entirety, that whole album. January eighth, Friday, January eighth. So please check out the link that I put in the podcast description, so you guys can be part of that and get your tickets to listen to Seven Us play that album. It's my personal favorite from the band's catalog. I think a lot of people probably share that in common with me. I love all their stuff. Again, I'm not trying to sound like a fanboy. Their music has has meant a lot to me and still means a lot to me, man. Over two decades later, you know, from being an 11 year old kid to being, you know, going on 33 now. Um, you know, th- their music is, has meant a lot to me, man. There's a lot of heart and soul in what they do. They're extremely influential. Uh, as Jamie Josta would say, there's a lot of bands that owe them a sandwich for sure. There's a lot of people who have taken, uh, the seven dust elements and, and, and put it into their sound, man. So, um i i greatly appreciate uh you know again clint's time and kevin's time for setting this up but please make sure you continue to support seven dust man their latest album blood and stone is out now available everywhere you can find music and like i said do yourself a favor get tickets to that live stream of animosity man i think it's going to be a lot of fun those guys always put on a heck of a show if you know anything about seven dust okay they're a band that nobody wants to follow because they rip when they get on stage, man. They just, the music is always tight. Everybody in that band, man, from LJ to John to Clint to Vinny to Morgan, man, it's just the fact that those guys have been together this long and uh, continue to, to to put out the music that they put out, is it's just a testament to the talent that they have and more importantly, I think the brotherhood that they have, man, so... Respect to everybody in the Seven Dust family and respect to everybody listening to this, man. I know uh, maybe it sounds like I, you know, I I had like five cups of coffee doing this, but I'm just so jazzed to give you guys this episode, especially the first one of 2021. I really hope, you know, and I'm going to put it out there in the universe that it's a sign of things to come for this show in terms of the energy and the vibe and just uh, making things happen, man. So again, I want to close things out by saying thank you to everybody for listening to this. If you want to follow me, you can follow me on Twitter at Mike V. Bauman. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at March 4th Pod. And the host site is march4th.podbean.com. The main places you can listen to this podcast and, and several different you know, uh, you know, podcast streaming apps, as it were, but the main ones are Apple Podcasts, iHeart, Spotify and Podbean. Those are like the core for there's there's other apps out there like Podcast Addict where you can listen to this show, but the main ones like I said are Apple, iHeart, Spotify, and Podbean, which is the host site for this show. So I really appreciate it, you guys. I I hope that this energy and, and this conversation that you heard today inspires you to chase your dreams in 2021, man, and to just be good to people. And to know that, hey, you know it's okay if you're battling things right now, whether it's substance abuse, whether it's inner demons, whether it's anxiety and o c d tendencies and irrational fears like myself that I work through every single day, uh, just know that there's light at the end of the tunnel, and Clint Lowry is a living example of that, and so again, I'm incredibly humbled that he came on this show and shared some of his story with me man it's uh it's awesome, it's awesome, and it's a testament to you know, what happens when you pursue your passions and you, you, um, you know, approach life with a humble and positive energy. And so that's one of my goals for 2021 that I'm going to write down, you know, is, is just humble, positive energy, man. I think that's an important thing. Believe in yourself, but be grateful, always be grateful and just stay on your grind and good things happen, man. So on that note, I just want to say thank you again, blessings and best wishes to everybody in 2021 again make sure you check out the animosity live stream this friday january 8th with seven dust you don't want to miss it clint lowry official seven dust official keep the faith and be kind to one another peace